0: have yet another new storyteller. With another very warm welcome, please welcome to the stage, Larry Gilbertson. I grew up many years ago in suburban Chicago when kids were free-range. <laughs> Mock free <laughs> <I grew up laughs> the and their in a summer, <laughs> No scheduled activities, no summer camps, pre the neighborhood, mostly unsupervised. You don't see that very much anymore. We would drink water all day long out of garden hoses. Sometimes made a game out of it by using a high pressure nozzle,
1: which you, know,
0: you had to be really careful because if you squeeze it just a little too much, you'd shoot about a quart of water down your throat in about a second. <laughs> we would shoot BB guns at rats in sewers, we would take apart lawnmowers to try to build go-karts. We would hop on and off of slow-moving freight trains, check out the un-box cars, we'd sit up on top of the coal car and just lob, chunk of coal off as the train rolled around. One time we got on a railroad car that was delivering automobiles. And we we snooped around and we saw that some of the cars were actually unlocked. And they the ignition. <laughs> so again, we, we turned the heat and to the radio. And of course, we lost track of where we were. And before we knew it, the train was going too fast to jump off most safely. And we ended up in Wisconsin. <laughs> basically trying to figure out how things work just by doing stuff. It was mostly innocent fun, harmless, although at times it was way more dangerous than we realized. One summer, my brothers and I spent a lot of our time fishing in local creeks and ponds, and we used worms for bait. My oldest brother, Don, had an ingenious way to catch a lot of worms and went like this. First, you turn on the sprinkler, Water the lawn for a good long time, at least an hour. You get it really wet. Everybody knows that worms come up to the surface when the ground is saturated with water so they don't drown. But Don had an ingenious trick, a really clever trick to get a whole lot of worms a whole lot faster. And I have to warn you do not try this at home. You get two steel rods. Oh, yes. Drive them. <laughs> Apart. Then you get an extension cord. <laughs> and in those days, extension cords had two wires that were pretty easy to peel apart. So you just peel them apart, put one wire to one rod, and the other wire to the other rod, go to the garage and flip it. <laughs> and this creates a mild electric field in the wet ground that drives the worms crazy. They come wriggling out, out of the ground really fast. It's amazing. It really worked great. The problem was, the plug, our old extension cord was in kind of bad shape, and when we plugged it in, we weren't always sure if the current was really flowing. You could just put your hands on the wet ground and you could kind of feel the angle, but it wasn't that obvious. as the youngest of the three rods, <laughs> <laughs> Justin knows about the rods. I was the guy who tested for the current, the guy who would get the big shot. Now, I don't remember that Don came up with this worm-catching system, and it wasn't very sophisticated or high-tech, but there was one part that he made sure to tell me to remember to do right. He told me, when I touch the rods, get a big shock, make sure I touch them with the backs of my hands. He didn't say why, but I can tell by the way he said it, that it was important. So I made sure every time I touched those rods, I touched them with the backs of my hands. So we did this for a little while in the afternoon, and every now and then we would pick up the rods and move them someplace else in the yard to get more worms, keep sprinkling, and every time we moved it, we had to test the system, and that was me. I would touch the rods, and I would get a big shock a while later, the neighbor boy wandered into the yard. <laughs> or looking for something to do. And he really wanted to hang out with me and my brothers and do what we were doing. His name was Roman, and he was younger than us. And he was always trying to become part of our pack and hang out with us, and he was kind of annoying. He was of best, always underfoot. This time, however, Said, sure, Roman, you can help us. <laughs> that would be a great job for you. <laughs> At this point in the afternoon, my brothers had gotten bored. They had left. That meant that now I was in charge of the worm catching system, and Roman would be the tester. So I explained to Roman what he had to do. I told him it's a really important job. I told him that he had to test for the current. I told him that he would touch the rods with his hands. And I told him that he would get a big shock, and I did tell him it would hurt for just a second. <laughs> and he wanted so badly to be my friend, and he said. Okay. about the scientific basis of things like this. <laughs> so it turns out, with an alternating current of at least 10 milliamps flows through human tissue. Amazing physiological changes happen. It causes the muscles and the nerves to go into a sustained contraction that will last as long as the current is present. If the current is coming through your hands, it will cause your hands to contract maybe making you actually grab on to the source of the current. And you can't let go. And the, the weak electrical activity from your brain that's trying to tell you, you let go, let go, pales in comparison to the current coming from the garage through the extension port through the rods. So now, <laughs> I told Roman to go stand between the two rods, and I went into the garage I stuck my head off the rod and I said, OK, go ahead and test it. Roman reached out for the rods and touched them with the palms of his hands and instantly grabbed them in a clenched fist. A look of terror quickly spread across his face, but he was completely silent. After a second, I said, well, is it working? What's happening? Robert was conducting electricity, 115 volts, and he couldn't let go. I should mention that at this moment i was standing in the garage, right next to the outlet, unplugging it, and I could have just gone and unplugged it, but I I didn't think of that. (laughs) Instead, I went into superhero mode, and I sprinted across the yard, and I executed a spectacular flying tackle of Roman, knocking him out of the grip of death, literally. as Roman was laying there on the ground, grinding and wailing in pain, my first thought was, man, I am going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> Roman, Roman, I said, let me see your hands. Roman rolled over slowly, opened his palms and showed me his hands. They, they were pretty red. But actually, they didn't... Roman stayed away for a couple of days, but eventually he started coming back, hanging out with me and my brothers, wanting to do what we were doing, being kind of annoying, but you know, now I had more patience with him. him. (laughs) Because after all, he had kept his mouth shut. (laughs) And you know, honestly, I, I felt bad about what happened to Roman. And over time, of course, I realized how incredibly. Dangerous! What we were doing really with Later that summer, Roman got the revenge in a when he shot me right between the eyes <laughs> with what he thought was an unloaded BB gun. <laughs>